Welcome back to another episode of Everyday Man of God Ministries. It's great to have you back on board. My name is Steve. Um, no, I'm not Pastor Steve or anything like that. I, it, I, the Bible says, let no man call himself. Um, this is part two in a series that I started and will continue to do. Um, it might be quite a long series. It won't be every single podcast, but it'll be on either a Friday or a Saturday, most likely on a Friday. I'm sorry, not Friday, Thursday or a Saturday. So most likely on Thursday, uh, Saturday, we'll talk about other things, but we want to talk about the changing of scriptures. Now, the first episode that I did was the changing of scriptures, 1526 to 2008. Um, I think I'll drop the years and just call the series, the changing of scriptures, part one, two, three, and so forth. And last time we talked about Colossians 1, verse 14. But one would ask, well, how do, you, how do you go through figuring out the change of scriptures? Well, it takes a while. Uh, a lot of people have done the legwork, and uh, I think more people, I think more people should be talking about it. And the more that do talk about it, maybe it'll get out there, and more people will know about it. So therefore, I think, I, along with others, will continually repeat it so people understand and people know that it exists. Especially with proof, he goes, well, you just heard that from another guy, and people do do that. They say, oh, I heard it from somebody else, and they did. They didn't look it up themselves, they just heard it from somewhere else. It's It goes along with something I talked about a long time ago, that we fact-check our politicians and our government officials, we do all those fact-checking or try to do so, but we never fact-check the pastors and the priests and the rabbis, so forth and so on. We just assume, well, I mean, they have a degree in theology. They must know what they're talking about. Actually, they do. They do know the truth. But a lot of them don't want to either talk about it or they don't want you to know the truth. Purposeful deception. So I've gone through the different Bibles, and we're not, going, we're not going to read from every single one of them. I will tell you that I own most of the Bibles of which I'm going to be reading from, or talk about. Um, there's only a few uh, that I don't have, and there's a few I wish I did. And we're going to talk about a couple that I would definitely like to have. i tell you that right now. But starting with Tyndale, and by the way, the chapter we'll be talking about is chapter 18 on Matthew. So Matthew chapter 18, verse 11. That's the study tonight. And you're going to find some interesting changes and why I'm, I think they're there and when I think they happened. Now, I can't be for certain. I have a suspicion, and I'm looking into it as we speak. I am trying to find... The particular Bible or year that I think it happened. So, we're going to talk about chapter 18 in Matthew, verse 11. We start with the Tyndale Bible, 1526. So, the scripture we're going to be talking about. Now, you know what? Before I get ahead of myself, before I read from the Tyndale, the scripture reading from the modern King James, which is the same as the old, is for the Son of Man is come to save that which 
is lost. That is an incredible, incredible scripture. So, in the Tyndale 1526, it reads, Ye and the Son of Man is come to save that which is lost. Now, you'll notice the word ye. You know, it's old English. So they change a little bit. And then you have son, which is spelled S-O-N-N-E. Side note here, Shakespeare. Now, when I was in high school, and I'm sure a lot of people who listen to this podcast, whoever does, they're going to remember this. You were forced to read Shakespeare, which is Old English. Yet they forced the King's, King, uh, King James Bible out of the school system via the Roman Catholic Church. That's right. If you read or watch one of my Rumble videos, or I think I have it on YouTube also, did not make a podcast about it, I don't believe. Oh, no, I did. I think I did make a podcast on it. You'll see where it actually started, the deletion or the attempt to delete the King James Bible from the public school, from the Roman Catholic Church, who began it all and ended uh, from secular people in the 60s. And no, it wasn't really the American atheists who started it. That's a wacko cult, and I think there was some murder. So anyways, that's a, not going down that road. All right. So, so figure that out. Shakespeare is okay in Old English, which I couldn't stand. Hated Shakespeare. Never liked it. Thought the stories were insane. Uh, you got incest going on there. They got rape. You got underage stuff. Yikes. They got a lot of stuff. But I guess that's okay. But the Bible is not. Anywho. Oh, poisoning too. You know, you don't forget that. So ye, again, we talked about, Yeah, it was a time frame. All right, we move on to the Coverdale Bible, which is 1535. Reads, For the Son of Man is come to save that which was lost. I'm sorry, which is lost. So, again, you see the comparison. It is exactly the same other than the four. Now, the four had been added in in place of the ye. And the son is still S-O-N-N-E. Now, some people are going to say, oh, see, they changed it. Look, now son is S-O-N. Well, because that's how it's spelt now. It doesn't change the context. You're not changing a complete word that has nothing to do with another word. They try to do that all the time. You got people going, well, look, they changed it there. Yeah, we're talking about changing the context. You know, we're going to get into that in some other words in, in a few minutes. So, now you jump, and we're going to jump through these, by the way. We're going to, like, big jumps throughout the years. But we'll talk about the ones that I do have that read exactly the same as what I'm going to be reading from these King James. Every King James reads exactly the same. It doesn't change. So, we go to the six, uh, King James 1611. For the Son, spelled with two N's, and an E, of man is come to save that which was lost. See, still the same thing here going on. King James 1769. For the Son of Man is come to save that which was lost. Still the same. Now we jumped up 150 years and we're still the same. King James in 1976, which obviously is my personal collection, reads, For the Son of Man is come to save that which was lost. And then we go to the King James 2003 that reads word for word the same. Now, I will tell you now, from 1769, 
onwards, I would say 1611, but the only difference between the 1611 and all the King James after that is the word son. It was S-O-N-N-E, and that became S-O-N in 1769, and continued that trend all the way. And what do we mean? Well, it reads the same, exactly the same, in the, uh, let's see, where are we now? The 1917 Schofield Bible, of which I have, uh, the a 1935 King James Bible, 1956, and now I'm just naming off the years of which King James I have that are exactly the same verse, word for word. So when people, oh, it must have changed at some point. Well, uh, when, I don't know, because I have never seen it. Uh, and we're not going to go, we're not talking about New King James or Catholic Bibles yet. So, what did I say? King James, 1935. Guiding Light, KJV, in 1956. The Holy Bible Clarified, KJV, in 1958. Uh, the 1965 KJV, and now, again, just to repeat, in case you missed it, these are the Bibles that are all in my collection. So, that's I don't go online to find these. They're right here, right in front of me. This is what they read. The KJV Holman in 1973. KJV, 1975. Uh, Memorial Editions, 19, now Memorial Editions, I did a video quickly about that before, let me just grab right here, this is a, um, it's a white Bible, it's, a, it's called Memorial Edition Holy Bible Concordance, it runs up to King James, this was actually a uh, Bible that um, was given to local union people who passed away, it was kind of given to the family when they passed away, so that's an interesting, I had never seen one of those until just this year, I guess, this past year, I, I never knew. But interesting Bible it has a little insert there where they cover there's a red sheet. You cover the word, you cover Jesus, and then it says blood of Jesus or something like that. I'd have to look at it again. Well, actually, I'm, I know I'm going off course. That's what I do in videos. I might as well do it on a podcast too. Let's see if I turn to the page. Where is this thing? Oh boy, did I lose it? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Oh, I think it is sorry. There it is. So it says, uh, it says, uh, your sins as scarlet, red like crimson, the wages of sin is death. Can sins be blotted out? Question mark all sins. And then you take it on the next page, you cover it, and it said the blood of Jesus Christ cleanseth us from all sin. I thought that was interesting. All right, so we move on from that to another 1976 year. Uh, 1979 KJV, 1988, uh, 1989, 1990, uh, 2003, and the one I have upstairs that I read from the from the local uh, church Bible publishers, I think their name is, and I think they're out of Philadelphia. I can't remember um, that that particular one. I just bought a year ago, I think. So that's a that's a new one just recently. That's the one I read out of a lot up there. Although I can't read out of that because uh, well. My eyes are starting to go a little bit in these glasses, so it is what it is. But notice how they all stay the same. And I didn't read from uh, the Matthew's Bible, the Great Bible, the Geneva Bible, the Bishop's Bible, for a reason, because those say the exact same thing, too. They're spelt in the Old English on Sun, but they say the exact same thing. Now, again, up front, I have the Tyndale. Um, I have the Matthews. I have the Geneva. I have the 1611. I do not have the Coverdale. And I do not have the Great Bible or the Bishop's Bible. I don't have those three. Eventually I will. Um, so those I went for an online source and they read exactly the same. 
Now, why is this important to know that each one of these KJVs, the King James Bibles, say the same thing? Because a lot of discussion is always about, well, you know, all Bibles are the same. Well, they're not. Not all Bibles are the same. They're just not. If you haven't figured that out, I know some of you who may listen to this podcast would know that they're not the same. You've done some of the legwork, and you've seen that they're not the same. And we're going to talk about the accusations of one is more accurate than the other. And they'll say Dewey Reams is more accurate than the King James. I watched a priest one time. And, you know, I'm going to tell that story in a few more minutes because I'm going to save it for a reason to tie it into what something I want to talk about. So I'm going to keep you on pins and needles for that. But we're going to go through all these Bibles. And I'm going to... I'm gonna well, I'm gonna go through a few of them by the and read the, the actual scripture, and then we'll talk about all the different versions. And some will call perversions, so do I. So now we move to Dewey Reams. 1609, 1610. Yes, I know it was written uh, what 1582 or something like that. And uh, I, if I'm wrong, I apologize. But it's roughly thereof. It started and then it didn't get published. The second part, you know, part of it was in one place, and the other part was done in Reims, France, I guess. Um, so, you know, we're splitting hairs when we say when it was made. But we will read the verse. For the Son of Man is come to save that which was lost. Hmm. So that means they're the same, right? It has to mean that. So now there are Catholics right now going, see? And not even Catholics. Other people will say, see? All Bibles are the same. They're the same. They're the same. Are they? Are they the same? Now, here's where I'm going to tell you the story about the priest. Who said that the King James is full of errors, which is what most Roman Catholics will tell you. It's just, and then I'm, I'm going to say, oh, you're full of errors, blah, 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 blah. And we'll just go back and forth without actual evidence in front of us showing us. And then we go, well, that's not really evidence because it was actually changed because way back, way back in 900, see, we get this long. It's amazing. And at that point, then I'm thinking, well, if you're going to dismiss my uh, the King James Bible because... You know, they were more original 900 and not the same. Even the Dewey Reams is not the same. Then you should throw away your Dewey Reams. And see, it's a, it's a hamster wheel argument sometimes with with folks from that side. But the priest said they're full of errors. And the KJV really stole all their information from the Dewey Reams, which is the Dewey Reams is far superior. Now think about that. If he says the King James Bible is full of errors, and yet then to says he they King James basically copied it all from the Dewey Reams, then isn't that also admitting that the Dewey Reams is not accurate? See, see, when you lie long enough, you're people eventually get caught in the lie. So now let's look at the Holy Tree. Trinity Catholic Bible, 1955, which I have. That's actually over there in the collection over there. I think it's Chicago Publishing or something like that, Chicago Press. Let me take a look at that. 
I'm not a professional, so I walked away from my microphone. Uh, let's see. Do, do, do. Yeah, the Catholic Press Incorporated in Chicago. Edited by Reverend John P. O'Connell, M-A-S-T-T-S-D, or whatever this is. Published with the uh, permission, apparently, of Samuel Cardinal Stritch, Stritch, Archbishop of Chicago. So, I'm guessing it's pretty valid. They're okay with this Bible. It's all good. So, let's read the scripture. For the Son of Man came to save what was lost. Did you catch any change there? Notice that the word come changed to came, and which changed to what. And now I will ask this question. What happened? I thought the Dewey Reams is the most accurate Bible, and the Catholics have the most accurate Bible. They are it. That's it. Well, then how did that change? Well, now you're just getting, you know... Splitting hairs here. I'm like, well, the word come and came are two different things. When you come to something and you already came, are you coming? Are you on your way? You already came? And, you know, we get in all those arguments. And which, which, what? And you're saying to yourself, okay, are you, you're making that much of a big deal? Well, yes, when you tell me that the Catholic Bible has never changed a word, well, truly, that is not true. That is an absolute false Lie or false lie. Is that a real sentence? Um, interesting. So now let's go to the St. Joseph New Catholic edition in 1962. For the Son of Man came to save what was lost. Huh. So it did not go back to the Dewey Reams version. Interesting. And they'll tell you, well, that's the real version. Okay, then why are you following these other ones? And that's 55 to 62. Now, I'm going to turn around and hope this mic picks up again. I'm not a professional. I don't have the greatest setup here. Um, maybe one did. It'll get a little better. Maybe somehow it'll be mobile. Or a mobile mic or something. Or the whole place will be loaded with boom mics. I'm just kidding. That's not going to happen. So for now, let's just look at the Catholic side of things. Or Well, we'll, we'll talk tomorrow about So I skipped over 1959 RSV. The Revised Standard. Why? Because that... One, 1959, doesn't even have it, the verse 11. It omits it. And in that one, I think in that one, it doesn't even make a reference to it. It just makes no reference to it. It's, you know, it's not even a footnote. So now we go to 62. We talked about 1971. And again, these are ones that are my, that I have. In 1971, the RSV also omits this verse. Apparently, it's not important. Doesn't matter. It says, some of the ancient Greeks and uh, Arabics, they claim in their manuscripts, well, the Dewey Reims felt it should have been there. So if you're taking it out, as I break into my North Dakota Canadian accent there, um, if you're taking it out, then what's going on? You either don't believe the Dewey Reims or you're a liar. I know I'm getting pretty harsh with this, but, I mean, hello, let's look at the changes here. So, you can't stand for something and say it's perfect, and then it's not perfect, and then you go, well, well, something, you know, it's all, again, the hamster wheel is always a justification, is always a reason why, and I look at the King James Bible, and where that began from, Tyndale Bible, all the way down, it stays the same. Don't tell me. 
Oh, well, they lie. Well, I guess they're consistent, I guess. You can't even be consistent about the truth or a lie. So, we go on to 1986, the NAB. That's an official Catholic Bible. Well, I have it right here. Hold on. Let's see. Where is it now? There it is. There it is. The New American Bible. Official Catholic Bible. It's an official Catholic Bible. I mean, you know, as you can hear me opening it up. So this has to be accurate. It's an official Catholic Bible. So what is the problem? It's even signed from the Vatican. September 18th, 1970. I can't even read the handwriting. It looks like Paulus. I don't even know what that says. Anyways. So you get my point there. So 1986. Official Catholic Bible. Omits it. Not in there either. It's a footnote. Not barely a footnote. And the NRSV, the New Revised Standard. Now, it's interesting. I was talking to somebody where I work, and they said um, that they read, that's the one they read. Most people read that one. Whether that's accurate that most people read, I don't know. I can't tell you that I pulled every single Catholic person in the world and asked them which one. Most of them don't even carry one to church in the first place. So, um, And that's 2008. Well, that completely omits it, too. And this, it's, <laughs> this kid here, um, it's interesting because... He'll tell you that the Catholic Bible is, is, is far better than the uh, the, uh, the King James. And then he'll tell you that, you know, it's not even Sola Scriptura. And then you look at philosophy, Socrates, Aristotle. He'll go through all the names. But he's got to admit, and he hasn't, but he has to admit that even he, his Bible, doesn't follow the same trend, uh, the same scripture. It completely is out. They don't even believe in it. Because when they say in a footnote... That some ancient scriptures. Well, that just kind of tells you that they're not. Oh, well, we don't really know. We we know. We don't know. We're just gonna keep you guessing. And that's the other thing. We'll talk about that shortly. So, what about all the translations? All right, Stephen. You talked about the Catholic Bibles, and you talked about the King James. You know, there are other versions. You know what? You're right. You're absolutely correct. Let's talk about those. The New World Transition, a translation, not transition. Uh, 1984. I have that's the one I have. It's a big hard copy over there. 1984. In fact, I bought that at a Savers, a thrift store. Um, doesn't have it in there. Matthew 18:11 is not there. So let's go to the NIV. I actually have a couple of NIVs. I'm getting rid of one of them because it was a duplicate. So um, NIV. Yeah, no, I'm not donating. By the way, I'm throwing it in the trash. NIV 1976 also doesn't have it. Wait a minute, Pentecostals. What's going on there? My goodness, my evangelical friends. You don't have a problem with that being gone? Not an issue? Well, I can learn it. You sure can? By reading the Bible. Oh, but not yours. Sorry. You're going to teach from the King James, but you're going to read from the NIV. See how ridiculous that is? And don't tell me I'm wrong. I grew up in the uh, Assembly of God's Church. So don't tell me. 1984, also the NIV, not there. It's not in the scripture. Uh, 1811 is missing. 2002, NIV, also missing. Doesn't exist. Not there. Interesting. The ESV, 2010, not in that one either. 1811 has been taken out of that one. Although 
the 84 and 2002, I'll go back to those. It's a footnote down at the bottom. I'm looking over there at it. I'm not going to walk over there now. But oh, the uh, they have kind of the same thing as a footnote. Ancient script. Ancient ones say that, again, I got to tell you that just they saw fit way back in the day to put it there. On both sides, actually. The Protestants in the early days in 1526 and then, and then the uh, Roman Catholic Emperor Church put it in there. 1609. So when you change it now, you are pretty much saying that they're wrong over on this side and they're wrong on that side. Somehow your Bible that you copy off of these two is the right one now, please. Did some of you have better translators now or something back then? You're wrong. Like anything, when something starts to go away, we know less about World War II than the people who were living that were in World War II. Hello. It's just the way it is. So those closer to the time frame are usually more knowledgeable about the time frame in which they're talking or what they're writing. So we go into 1987, the Everyday Bible, New Century Version. Now, I've, I've, again, never heard of this Bible. I have no idea why I've never come across. I just recently came across it. I know it says 1987. So I recently came across this. I got this in the Salvation Army. It looks like the Salvation Army uses it, or somebody does, because it has a major's name written in it or something like that, I, I think. Oh, where's that Bible? I should have had it ready to go. Oh, it's over there, but I'm not sure. Anyways, there was a, a, um, a, a bulletin for the Salvation Army at a particular one. They were at the church service and what they're going to be doing, singing, and blah, blah, blah. So I have to guess that the Salvation Army at that point use, does allow, I don't know if that's her official Bible, but... Anyway, so 1987, that also omits it. That doesn't have it either. The CEV, 1995, yeah, it's not in there either. The Message Bible, the Message Bible, yikes, what a mess that is. 2005, not in it. Here's an interesting one. The Tyndale, NLT, the New Living Translation, 2004. I have a 2004 written up there. I also have a 2012 and a 2008, I think, over there. I might get rid of those because I was reading those, and they're the exact same thing. They don't have it in there either. So the Tyndale now. I love how you put the word Tyndale inside the Bible as if you actually are get, following the Tyndale Bible, especially, well, maybe in other parts you might have the right stuff in the Old Testament, but the New Testament don't because you're not even following that. When you completely take it out, and the Tyndale had it completely in. Now, I don't think you're really following the Tyndale Bible at that point. Maybe they never really officially claimed to do so. So now you look at that, you look up here. Well, you're not going to look up here. I'm looking up here. I'm looking at the whiteboard up here. So you look at this, and if you are here, again, I said again, you can see that the King James, from the Tyndale Bible, all the way down to the moment we're right now, so 1526, do the math, nearly 500 years, I'm giving, take a few years, did not change that verse. Never removed 1811. Matthew 1811 stayed. Now, we can't say that about the Catholic Bible, can we? Dewey Reams in 1609, 1610, because it's always written as 1609 slash 10. That's just how they had it. I'll let them have that one. I mean, they didn't, obviously Genesis 3.15 is different from the King James Bible because they give it's a she instead of a he. Um, the Holy Trinity Catholic Bible, they have it, but not the same. So they, we are know at least in 55, they slightly change it. Now, they could have changed before that, but I don't have an earlier Catholic Bible than that. 
Now, if I eventually get one or someone uh, tells me about it, emails me, then I'll, I guess I'll know if it's changed in the early versions. And in 1962, we know it was uh, in uh, the St. Joseph's. Now, we talked about RSV, and in 1971, it wasn't. Now, between 1962 and 1971, in the Catholic Church, what happened? So I, I was thinking about this over and over again. I could not, for life me, I thought to myself, I don't get it. Like, why did they change, and why in that particular time frame? You know, it's just, it was bugging me. I'm like, because everything has to change for a reason. Well, the devil changes things for a reason, obviously. You know, it's the devil. Hello. Who was the author of Confusion? Thank you. The devil through the Roman Catholic Church. Now, 1962, St. Joseph Catholic Bible. It's there, right? Now, this is a theory, and I'm going to look deeper into it. Call it conspiracy theory. 1962 was the beginning of the Second Vatican Council. It ended in 1965. So, my curiosity is piqued, and I could be wrong, could be a coincidence, but 62, when the council began, that scripture was in there. Now, somebody's going to tell me, well, well they, they had nothing to do with changing scriptures, perhaps. But it's mighty coincidental that it's missing right after the Second Vatican Council. So, in 62... Because they just started. You're not going to change it and put out new Bibles in the middle of your conference. It doesn't work that way. You finish up, then you publish. Even companies do that. Then they publish and put out what their objectives are after they're done and they figured it all out. So, I don't know if the 65 will, will be the one that changes in. But I'm willing to bet. I'm, I'm going to go out there and say, I'm not a betting man anymore. Uh, 1966. I'd love to get a hands on, my hands on a 1966 Catholic Bible because I think it's not going to be there. Now, I could be wrong, but now if you're listening to this uh, podcast and you find a 1966, even if you're just in a store somewhere and you don't want to spend your money on that evil stuff, look, look at it. Check it out. Open it up. Look for the scripture and see if it's there. I don't think it's going to be there. I really... Honestly, I honestly don't. But it could be. So that's my little conspiracy on that, because the time frame is interesting. So when they tell you that the King James Bible is full of errors, full of errors, ask them the same, you know, pull the, twist the question back at them, I guess, or flip the question back. If we're full of errors in the King James, how come yours changes? No, no it doesn't. Really? Look at your Bibles. A lot of people aren't going to have all these Bibles. I have them for references and crossing, cross-referencing and, and going through them because I think it's important for everyone to know the differences and what's consistent, what's not. And if you look at the King James Bible, it doesn't change. What does the Bible say? You know, we, we learned this a long time ago. Biblically speaking, you are not to change the word, are we? To add or to take away, nothing. And when I look at from Tyndale all the way up to now in the King James Bibles, um, Nothing was taken away or added. Don't give me the old, well, we talked about that whole word son that changes son. We're talking about words that completely change the context of a sentence. 
and are completely different than the word that was out there and a different meaning. So, Matthew chapter 18, verse 11, and it's a beautiful verse. For the Son of Man is come to save that which is lost. It's a beautiful verse. That's not the only one. It's more than that one. So, I'm going to be talking about, and about, I just did it again. I broke into my Canadian. I guess, well, I do have a, a little bit Canadian French in me, so I guess the, it comes out, I guess. So, uh, Saturday's, uh, uh, and today's Thursday, obviously, Saturday's podcast, I might be uh, discussing um, more political things, uh, like Ron DeSantis down in Florida, the, the savior of Florida. Now, you hear the sarcasm. I know you do. Um, we're going to talk about that bill that he put into place about no passports. We're going to talk about how I feel about that because uh, I think there's bigger, something bigger at play here. And I'm gonna, I'll save it to that podcast so we can talk about it. There was a statement. I'm going to go off track again as I always do because I'm, I'm looking over at this word. Uh, I have a little sticky note. It says anathema. And it reminds me each time that I have to I have to do a video about that because it's not long enough to do a podcast on. It's not deep enough. But there was this, uh, and if you check me out, same title, Everyday Man of God Ministries. I'm over on Rumble. You may or may not find me on uh, YouTube. I don't know. Sometimes somebody told me I'm shadow banned over there. So who knows? I spoke about COVID like everybody else who knows it's not what people think it is. Um, Oh yeah, there's this, uh, there's this book called uh, What Catholics Really Believe Setting the Record Straight by Carl Keating and I believe this guy actually um, Debated two people uh, uh, Peter Ruckman And um, Oh, what is it Dave something I can't remember his name Oh, I feel awful now Oh, I can't remember his name and I apologize But anyways, they, they had debated But um so I was looking at it, and one of the points, number five, was the Catholic Church sends people to hell by excommunicating them. It doesn't. Only God can condemn anyone to hell. Um, true. Uh, that isn't within the Church's power. True again, and no Catholic ever claimed it was. False. See, that's when you get you there, because remember, they wanted to, you were anathematized back in the, the olden days, and they it goes on in this article to talk about uh, how they uh, they have no power to do so. Well, good for you for admitting that because, but unfortunately, Catholic Church has a long history of doing it, but that's okay. But thank you. I, I appreciate you tuning into this video. Um, again, there will be many more videos on this subject, the changing of scriptures. I'm looking now. I got... We're going to talk about John, 1 Timothy, Romans, John again, Matthew, Acts, uh, Matthew again, Luke. So Luke 4.4, 4, I think that's the one that's like absolutely missing out of Bibles. I'm not sure. I'm, uh, I, I'm not sure if I remember if that's the Luke I'm thinking of. Or it could have been Acts. It might be Acts that I'm thinking about. But thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. Um, if you, and I have a hard time with this next part of, it's the asking for donations part, and it's 
it bugs me every time because I just all I can think about is those 80s pastors and preachers who are like, you send me a hundred dollars, God said, or he's gonna kill me right now. Uh, the old Roberts and the Jimmy Swaggerts and the Jim Bakers and all these crazy folks. But the um, purpose of my asking for donations is what I like to do is um, the, the reference Bibles that I have here and all this material, I buy with my own money. So I don't, not, no donations I want for that, that out of my pocket. But I like to buy Bibles and hand them out. So I usually go to the Dollar Tree if I can and I try to order gospel tracts as many as I possibly can. And I just ask donations for that and so I can, and I, eventually I'd like to figure out how to start an online newsletter, but I'll probably do podcasts or even videos showing receipts. Um, I like to be a transparent guy, unlike the government. Um, just, just show you that the, where your money is going because we need to buy as many more, as many King James Bibles and get them into people's hands as possible. We need to get as many King, uh, gospel tracts, King James related, into as many hands as possible. It, we really do. Um, it, it, it's time is growing short. Even if you don't think this is the actual end of the world, um, it's somebody's. Somebody's personal end of the world is coming. You know that that's that's what you have to look at. So, all right. Well, thank you. I appreciate you. When you click on this channel, the podcast, you go into a little area, I guess, and you just hit a. Uh, donation page, I guess, and just donate whatever you feel like. And if you don't feel like donating, that's totally cool. Um, I would ask you to just go buy some King James Bibles yourself then and hand them out. I think that would be fantastic and just keep on spreading the word. So if you feel you've learned anything here or something has backed up what you've been saying or um, you like what's going on, I'd, I'd appreciate it. Thank you. And with that, I'd say God bless. I love you. And have an amazing and terrific evening. Good night.